Blog Talk Radio.
Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina. Brother Bill is here. Brother Marshall's around here somewhere. And all of you are here. And praise the Lord. Amen. You know this year is about half over. Amen. It's almost, we're headed on the other side now. Amen. And God has blessed us tremendously. Amen. Amen. Uh, For those of you who missed it earlier today, I just posted a headline, it wasn't a link, about um, those workers uh, who received a substantial ruling uh, because they filed a lawsuit about how they were treated once uh, during the COVID situation. It reads thusly. Healthcare workers who sued over COVID-19 vaccine mandate win $10 million settlement. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's some of you that are sitting there in shock and awe, but you see, you have to learn how to rejoice when other people are blessed. That's right. That's part of how we receive. We rejoice when others are blessed. Amen? We don't sit up and get jealous and envious and have too much to say that shouldn't be said. Instead, we have the right attitude. Amen? The right attitude toward God and the right attitude toward others. And congratulations to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of those persons uh, ended up having... Uh, were forced to get a vaccination or or lose their employment and they couldn't they couldn't afford to lose their employment there were others who were terminated they were fired amen and there's uh also those um who resigned they had to resign so you see and there are other people that are going to get blessed out of this amount of money that they were uh that they received people that didn't even uh join the lawsuit the original group that actually stuck it out and were the original uh uh compl- um the word just left me the original people that filed the lawsuit they um they're going to get the most Amen? They're going to get the most. Let me see if I can find how much that is. Okay. If I can find it in about a second, I'll give it to you. Okay? Uh, They filed a lawsuit in Illinois in October 2021, and the settlement came out to be $10,337,000. Five hundred dollars for those workers, and it covers about four hundred and seventy-three workers that happen to fit in the category. Uh, some people will have to apply. Other people, let me read you this 
the hospital will also adjust its vaccine mandate to enhance its accommodation procedures for individuals with approved exemptions for sincerely held religious beliefs. Amen? The hospital will have to adjust its vaccine mandate to enhance its accommodation procedures for individuals proved exemptions for sincerely held religious beliefs. Amen. See? Sometimes, saints, you have to learn how to stick it out with God no matter what you have to go through. Amen? God always comes through in the end. I'm certain that these people are experienced uh, folks that um, that had too much to say to them. I'm certain they ran into people who criticized them, who judged them. I'm certain they ran into all kinds of people with too much to say and some that were just downright meddling. But you see in the end, Standing up for what is right matters. Amen? Standing up for what is right matters. It matters in the end. Amen? It matters if you stand up for your faith. It matters if you stand up for what is right and what is truth and for your beliefs. Amen? I do believe that God is doing a work in the world. And as we continue to present him with adjudications um, that he is answering with his judgments in the earth. Amen? Amen. So praise the Lord for his goodness. And we thank you, Lord, for this blessing for those persons in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, it's been a while. You know, if you listened when I read when they actually filed the case versus when they got news of the settlement that has to be agreed upon, and we agree with them in faith that the people will agree on the settlement. Amen? Amen. That the people will agree on the settlement. So we want to thank the Lord for his move on their behalf and all the other moves that we haven't heard the testimony for yet. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So, you know, some of those people had to suffer a lot of financial loss because they may not have had uh, a supporting income through someone else or some other situation. I'm certain most of them, if not all of them, were not independently wealthy. I'm sure they had to go into whatever account they had left. They might have had to borrow. They might have had to um, uh, trust relatives and friends. They had a hard time. But God brought them through, amen? And we need to remember that, that our God is faithful. He's faithful. He stands by his word. He performs his word. Amen? Amen. So we want it for his goodness. 
And we thank him for his goodness to believers in the land of the living. So the Lord is showing us, saints, that we don't have to be mealy-mouthed people who compromise and go along to get along. We can stand up for truth. Amen? We can actually stand up for truth and come out on top. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, um, I, I'm still. we are still uh, in the baptismal season. So for those of you who were thinking about getting baptized and something else came up and you pushed that thought aside, if the Lord speaks to you and you... Um, you're in agreement, then uh, let Brother Bill know live in the MIC chat or email me at gproom at outlook.com. Amen? Amen. Thank you, NK, for that. Some people don't know what that means. (laughs) And I have so many colloquialisms that um, it's hard to keep up sometimes. But I thank you. You didn't know. <laughs> That's what that means. Mealy mouth means you're afraid to speak frankly or straightforwardly, something I'm absolutely not. Amen? Praise God. So we're looking up, saints. We're looking up. God is pulling the covers off of a lot of stuff that's been under the rug. Amen? God's pulling the cover off of stuff, and he's judging and releasing his judgment in the earth. Yes, he is. In fact, the view, I I filed um, for an adjudication in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room, and um, the Lord has been moving because TV show The View, who always has too much of the wrong thing to say, were made to apologize to a group of people that they badmouthed and didn't tell the truth about. Amen? So I want to thank the Lord for him answering my prayer request. And I thank him for going even further with that situation. Amen? Amen. You see, you can't just, um, you can't just talk about people and say any old thing when it's not the truth. It's a false accusation. And I'm certain they understood that they were either going to apologize or be sued. So they chose to, to just give a small, uh, an apology. And it was as brief as it could be. But they had to apologize. See, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Knees are going to have to bow. People are going to have to change some of that stuff that rolls out of their mouth. God is serious, and so are we. Amen? We're in agreement in Jesus' name. So we want to thank the Lord for the victories that are coming forth. We want to thank him for the testimonies that are coming forth. We want to thank him for everything he's done and all that he's doing. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church, 
And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States and whatever time it happens to be in your time zone. Amen? We are an international ministry, and we are in over 100 countries outside of the United States. So we pretty much embrace every time zone. Amen? Praise the Lord. We also encourage you to join us on Sundays. We are here on Sunday at Eastern Time in the U.S. and whatever time that means to you. Praise the Lord. And when we open church on Sundays, we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Amen? Amen. And I thank the Lord for that. And I'm certain so do all of you. For those of you who are new listening, if you're listening for the first time while we are recording live, you will need to listen through your telephone and participate in the chat room through your computer or your tablet. Amen? Amen. And that phone number would be area code 319 527 6235, that's area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. And if you're recasting, that won't be necessary. You can simply go to our webpage, which is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. And scroll to the desired sermon, click on it, and you can listen to the whole thing through your computer or your cell phone or your tablet. Amen? If you're using a Android or iPhone, you may use access the website through your browser, MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see three white lines against the black background. Click the three white lines, not the pictures, the three white lines. That's your link, and it opens up all the rest of the links to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. If you're on a computer, it's MiracleInternetChurch.com through your browser. When the page comes up, click MIC Radio Chat, M-I-C radio chat right across the top banner. When the page changes, click guest. When the page changes, sign in with your name, N-A-M-E, your name, and hit enter and say hello to all the saints, and the saints will say hello to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's that simple. Praise God. Amen. For those of you who desire to enter prayer requests into the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, you may click that link and sign in the very same way. And when you enter your prayer request, your prayer request must be directed to God. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that's about how it goes. It may not be directed to anybody else. It must be directed to God. Uh, you need to leave your the whatever your prayer request is with scriptures. 
because we come in agreement with the scriptures as it pertains to your prayer request. We come into agreement with the desire of the Godhead concerning your prayer request and with the scriptures that you list. So if you don't list scriptures, that kind of leaves us hanging in a lurch, don't you think? Amen. So we ask you to leave the scriptures that you're uh, standing on, that you believe in God for, in conjunction with your prayer request. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Doing our opening prayer, which is coming up in about a minute or so, we ask that you pray in your prayer language if you have one, and you are invited to add your scriptures, as you will notice other saints doing, in the MIC radio chat, if you um, if you signed in, Amen. So we want to thank the Lord for what He's doing, Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's see what didn't I remember to say? I talked about baptism, Brother Bill. If you can think of what I forgot to say, put it in there, and I'll say that part, Amen. So. We want to encourage you. <laughs> Brother Bill says, come to church with your armor on and ready to fight. Amen? Because we do a lot of that here. We're not, um, we're not the saints that just sit back and say, oh, that's so awful. No, we do something about it. We, we go to the throne of God. Amen? We go to the throne of God. And if you listen all the way to the end, you'll find out that we're not shy about what we present to the Lord. We go right on and say what we've got to say about whatever it is, and we hand it to the Lord and trust him as the righteous judge to judge righteously. So we encourage you to listen all the way to the end. And to add your agreements and your amens and your scriptures as we do. Amen. It's important that we all come together in agreement because the commanded blessing comes when we are together in unity. The commanded blessing is released when we come together in unity. And so we uh, feel the necessity to take authority, dominion, and power over any trolls that come up to cause problems. You know, there are those who don't like what we do, but they can't power of God. That's right. There are those who don't like what we do. They don't like what we pray and what we say. But you see, they're not God, and they can't stop our prayers. They cannot stop our prayers. Amen. Praise God. Nor can they stop God's answers to our prayers. Amen. Amen. So the Bible tells us to come forth boldly to the throne. And that's what we do. We believe in obeying God. We believe in obeying the Lord. And we grow in our obedience. We don't just sit here and say, okay, I have some. No, we're growing in it. We're turning from our wicked ways. We want God to hear from heaven to forgive our sin and to heal our land. So we're going to do what God says to do. Amen? 
Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for your very presence in our midst. We want to thank you that no matter where we are on the globe, you are right here with us as we fellowship together in the love of God. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that washes our sins away. We repent of any sin in our lives, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you for forgiveness and for your mercy because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, for building us up on our most most holy faith, giving us a prayer language that we can pray in the Holy Ghost. We want to thank you for that. We want to thank you for the Holy Spirit. He's the comforter. He's the spirit of truth. He's here to help us. He's here to Bring us all together, united as one body in Christ, coming before your throne, bringing petitions and desires and needs and requests for mercy and help. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the cloud of witnesses that's there with you because they're praying in agreement with us too. We thank you. We want to thank you for the witness that those that have gone on before us have left behind. They have left us a treasure, a rich treasure of testimonies and truth and lives well lived to the glory of God the Father. We want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for your very power moving through our lives in Jesus' name. We want to thank you that we're not the same people we were when we started this journey with you. But no, we have grown. We have are growing into the people that you always desired for us to be, the ones that you sent us into the world to become. We want to thank you for that. And we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We lift up holy hands before you without wrath and without doubting you. Without wrath and without doubting you. We bless the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the warring, linking angels that surround us. We thank you for the wall of fire and for your wings of protection over us. Yes, Lord, for your protection. Watchers have been around spying on us. But, Lord, we, your angelic hosts have taken care of them in Jesus' holy name. I want to thank you, Lord, for bringing agreement from all over the world for those prayer requests and those adjudications that I presented to you early this morning during the bewitching hour in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for that, Lord. I, in particular, want to thank you for the adjudication that I requested concerning the LGBTQIA plus movement, mindset, doctrine, and powers here in the earth in Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Lord. You heard and you are answering. Ha ha! Shika mama mama 
Tilda Radio Sul, Rikisa Tadabriki, De Rola Ladiata, Runda Dabrisha Tadabriki, De Radio Sul, Kakushanda, Rikisi, Yala Leo Sunday Abrikia. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know that I have the petition that I have requested. Aha, she arredised de Baruka. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We lift up to you, Lord, all of those who need to come to Jesus, who need to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. We want to thank you, Lord, for many of them coming in in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you to open up the floodgate. Hallelujah. Open up the floodgate. Open up the floodgate and let the revival come in. Open the floodgates and let the revival come in. Open up the floodgate and let the revival come in. In Jesus' name. We lift up to you, Lord, everyone that's still in the valley of decision. We lift up to you the backslidden that you are married to that still can't figure out what to do. We lift up to you the rebellious. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. We lift up to you the weak in faith. Surely your grace is sufficient for them. We lift up to you the impatient who've been waiting and believing and waiting and believing and waiting and believing and getting upset because the answer hasn't come just yet. You declare to us, Lord, that it's through faith and patience that we receive the promises. Strengthen us, Lord, in our hearts. Strengthen us, Lord. Release your grace. Release your grace. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It never loses its power. We take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over all the witchcraft attacks that have been aimed against this ministry and its members and its leadership in Jesus. Return to sender. Every attack goes back in Jesus' name. Every attack, every attack, every sacrifice and every attack goes back in the name of Jesus. We release our battle cry in Jesus' name. Jesus! 
We release our battle cry in Jesus' holy name. Rida rogo de la brisa de la breca de Dio torna casa. Isha baba baba broca le di esse tra breca de. Sala la Dio sunda la breca di di esse tra breca le le Dio su. Ruba baba kasha tra marasa tra breca. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Regisa tra brisa tra breca. Sunda la braca kakushende regi hallelujah. Reke de la brisa la de Dio sota la breca de Dio sota la breca. Yes, we cry the battle cry with our praise and our worship. We will not be afraid, but we will stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that has risen against us in judgment we condemn. It is our inheritance through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every satanic agenda. And in the name against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks. Onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watches, peeps, listeners, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno paganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all the sources of witchcraft attacks and we return them on to the heads of the devils. Yes, we do. To, ooh, hallelujah. To cling to them for eternity. We bind Leviathan spirits in their attacks. We bind, yes, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sir. We bind all Kundalini spirits in their attacks, all water and marine spirits, their attacks, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, whoredom spirits, all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all the voices of the charmers and the seducers, all the hypnotic and trance devils, and every mystic ritual and their intent. We bind them and we send those attacks back in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, all sleep deprivation and artificial intelligence, smart, and, smart dust and drone spirits, 
All pulse weapons, all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause, cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, ear, uh, hearing loss, binding directed energy microwave weapons in Jesus' name. We send it back, all ringing in the ears, send it back where it came from. We pull the foundation from under those demons in the name of Jesus Christ, and we crush it under the feet of Jesus. We pull down the support system in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind those demons and send them into the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them into the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you. We want to give you praise. <speaking in Spanish> We bind the Havana syndrome, the brain changes, the remote viewing, sonic and audio weapons, and we take authority, dominion, and power over every attack from the satellites, from the cell towers, from all electronic and technological devices in Jesus' holy name. We want to thank him for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers. Thank you, Lord. We bind all 5G and components. We bind EMF and EMP attacks in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your shield of protection around us in Jesus' name. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, Australian, Asian, European, North American, South American, Arabic, Indonesian, Asian, Islander, Indigenous persons, tribal groups, and any group that has not been mentioned, we bind all your orders of magic and mystic arts. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Morgellons attacks. And we re- return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind the formations of all bullflies and demonic insects. We bind spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, all spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, 
and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind mammon and his agents, and we bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, monitor, track, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generation of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the fool's anger. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in Jesus' name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressor, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, and spirit guides, defilement by wizards. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise. We bind the king of pride, all of his agents, and and the spread of pride worldwide. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combated jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Moloch, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and the 72, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cotton cold spots, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs in Jesus' name. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every ceremony right and all of their wicked works in Jesus' holy name. And also with the associated group in groups in Jesus' holy name. 
He is Lord of all. Oh, we bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grip, and all pertaining in Jesus' name. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind our traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, witchcraft, and mind control back on their own heads. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary. Father, we ask you to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those who are persecuted, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and those who were left in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We cut ourselves free from every demon that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We command you to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid you to remain and to continue in Jesus' holy name. We bind your wicked works and we cancel your assignments in Jesus' name. We close and we bind all devils that come up through the computers, through the tablets, through the telephones, in Jesus' holy name. We thank you, Father, for covering our transportation, whatever mode that may be, and the road that we may travel or the airways we may use. We thank you and we give you praise. We thank you that your angels have been dispatched ahead of us, Father, and we give you praise. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus Christ, especially our cell phones. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you take the blood of Jesus and erase us from the enemy's computers in Jesus' holy name. Erase each one of us in Miracle Outreach Ministries, Father, rightly connected, out of the enemy's computers in the name of Jesus Christ. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons that come in the night, bad dreams, sex dreams, nightmares, whatever the case may be. And we thank you for the wall of fire that protects us through from Zechariah in Jesus' name. We thank you that our property is covered as we sleep. 
We pull out all voodoo pins, fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, in Jesus' holy name. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, and every form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down all protections of any kind around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, and pagans in Jesus' name. We break the power of all the love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, fetishes, all witchcraft, magic, sorcery, voodoo, psychic thoughts and prayers, all mind control, psychic powers, torments, pains, sicknesses, root works, crystals, hoodoo, ungodly blessings, all torments, all tribal rituals and sins, and we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the power of the devil over the people of God in Jesus' name. We break the power of the devil over the people of God in Jesus' name, and we release the authority that's in the name of Jesus Christ over the people of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 115. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Psalms as well. Psalm 119, verse 29. Psalm 119, verse 29. Our featured ebook is Testing the Spirit's Bible Study. Testing the Spirit's Bible Study. Everybody needs to read that one. Everybody needs to read that one in Jesus' name. Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Amen. I know that I said the last time we were together that we were going to continue the subject that we began on Wednesday. But when I woke up this morning, the Lord said that there was something he needed to address with us. So that's what we're doing tonight. And he will uh, bring the remainder of that message at another time. Amen? Amen. Tonight, the Lord wants to talk to us about the charge to bless. The charge to bless. Amen? The charge to bless. Amen. Praise God for that. The charge to bless. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, you know, when um, when I um, started, well, I can't say that. Let me, let me change the way I'm going to say that. I learned about giving into God's kingdom when I was a very little girl. Amen. When I was a very little girl, I would go to church with my grandmother, 
and I would bring my handkerchief downstairs to her, and she would give me some money, some coins, and we'd tie them up in my handkerchief. And when we went to church, I would put the money in the offering place. So I learned that I was to give into the kingdom of God from a very early age. Amen? From a very, very, very early age. And I realized that everyone did not have that blessed opportunity. But for those who did, praise the Lord. Amen? So, Tonight, the Lord wants to talk to us about that very thing. You see, saints, God's message to us tonight is that we should be free and willing givers, free and willing givers, instead of becoming closed off to generosity due to fear. We should be. Free and willing givers instead of becoming closed off to generosity due to fear. Since the beginning of the pandemic, there has been an intimidating threat lingering in the air. It has almost been as if there was an anticipated attack on our way of living. As the lockdowns and slowdown of trade and supply began to have their impact on a thriving economy, many of us had to become more conservative in our spending. Many have been unemployed or temporarily employed for months. Some have had to become more diligent and disciplined in budgetary matters. Amen? Others are still living in insufficiency. I grew as a Christian. I was taught in church about tithing. And every Sunday, they would repeat the very same scriptures to us about giving and about tithing. So the word was fully planted in my spirit, man, concerning that. So when I got to the point that I received my prayer language, and I was studying the Bible all the time, I learned things that I didn't know before. I knew that you're supposed to give an offering in church every time you show up because you're not supposed to come before the king empty-handed. You're supposed to bring a gift before the king of kings. And I learned more about tithing. I learned that you're supposed to give your tithe right off the top, right off the gross, right off the top. Nothing and no one comes before God, not the internal revenue service 
or any other deduction. It comes right off the top, 10% of whatever the gross is. And that's the way you're supposed to give. Amen? I learned that you're supposed to give, not that I didn't know that before, willingly, not grudgingly. Amen? It's supposed to be willing. You're supposed to want to give. God has given us so much that we should desire to bless his kingdom and to be a blessing in the earth. Amen? That's one of the reasons we're here, to be a blessing in the earth. So, as I continued in my faith walk and in growing in the Lord, I learned some other things. I learned that there's a way to bring forth a gift before the Lord, and he will bless it in such a way that it stimulates growth in my own life. It brings forth fruit in my own life. It stimulates, it's sort of like fertilizer. It stimulates growth in my own spiritual life. I found out that there's a way to allow God to use the financial things of my life, to plant them into the kingdom, to be a blessing to someone, that he will use it to help someone else break out of an area of bondage. I learned a lot of things about what God will do when you're willing to be used of God. You see, I learned that my willingness and my desire to be a blessing was a major thing. I found out that my attitude had a lot to do with my altitude. I learned that situations can turn around when I come before the Lord with an offering and a right heart and a clean life. Amen? Situations can turn around. I learned that if I made a vow and a promise to God, I needed to keep it no matter how hard it was to do it. I had to learn these things, and I suppose that many of you are going to have to learn some things too. But you see, it's important how we handle our financial lives and our giving before the throne of God. Remember how the Lord was watching the treasury one day with his disciples, and he watched how the people gave. He watched what they gave and how they gave. And his commendation didn't come for the person that gave the largest amount. No, it came for a person who gave all that they had. That person gave 100%. The others gave out of their excess. It mattered to God so much so that he brought attention to it and that it's recorded in Scripture. So if you say, I don't have much, well, you're a right candidate to be blessed. But the right way to be blessed is not to close your hands 
It's to open your hands in praise, in worship, in thanksgiving, and generosity so God can fill your hands with blessing. Amen? So he can fill your hands with blessing. See, there are still people who don't believe that they ought to tithe or that they ought to give for whatever reason. But you see, when you grow in the Lord, you come to understand that this is a part of your worship. Just like singing to the Lord and praising the Lord, your giving is a part of your worship. It's a part of your spiritual worship for the throne of God. Your prayers, your praise, your attitude, your obedience, your giving, and many other things are a part of your worship. God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? God watches how we handle our money. If we cheat the people that we owe, or if we pay them what we owe. Amen? God watches if you're late on your bills all the time or if you're punctual. Yes, he does. God watches these things. So we need to pay the more earnest heed and attention and how we live our lives before the Lord. You see? He takes our financial lives into account. He really does. And there are people who still haven't learned that this is part of our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Yes, it is. Amen? So, saints, we must beware of tightness. We must become aware. Up on you if you're not alert. You say, what is tightness, Pastor? It is an unwillingness to spend money. It's an unwillingness to give. It's an unwillingness to share. It's not benevolent, and it's not Jesus Christ. Amen? It is an attack on our trust and confidence in our true provider. Tightness, closely related to a fear of lack. Tightness is related to covetousness. Tightness is related to idolatry. Tightness is related to unbelief. So the tendency is to hold closely to what one has and not to spend. That's right. We clamp down on sharing, giving, and even spending. Now, there's a difference between budgeting and tightness, and I believe that you already know the difference. During our recent fast, 
We sought the Lord for financial prosperity for all members of Miracle Outreach Ministry. And God is coming back to us to talk to us, prayer requests that we place before him. Tightness is a form of oppression which stifles the flow from God to us and from us to others, thus affecting God's flow to us. You see, God gives to us. We give to others, and we give into his kingdom. And so it just keeps flowing back to us. But when we're allowing tightness to oppress us, we begin to pull back. And God is calling us out on that tonight. He's calling us out on that because he's saying, no, 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 no. I have blessings I'm sending to you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Amen? Amen. The scriptures command us to be generous and free givers. Generous and free givers. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning with verse 6. Chapter 9, verse 6. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Luke, the gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give. There's the command, give, and it shall be given unto you. That's what I just described. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So if you're operating in tightness, you're barely giving a dime, so to speak. But if you're freed and giving, you bless abundantly, and you are blessed abundantly. Amen? It is the truth of the word of God. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs. See, let's go back to that scripture just a minute. The Bible says clearly, shall men give into your bosom. God's going to use some people somewhere. There are miracles he does where he doesn't use people, but he uses 
men to give to your bosom, somewhere, somehow. So you don't have to sit up there and try to scratch your head and figure it all out. God's very direct, and he speaks to how he handles it. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 27. Proverbs chapter 3, beginning with verse 27. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due. When your bills are due, pay the people. When it is in the power of thine hand to do it. You have the ability. You've got the finances or whatever it is that's needed. Don't hold back saying, no, I'll give it to you later on. No, God doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. Say not unto thy neighbor, go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee. Don't be a hindrance to someone else receiving what is due them. Amen? Don't do that. God doesn't like that. That's, that's called sin. And God will not bless that. Praise the Lord. If you owe people, you need to make an arrangement with them so that they can get paid. Amen? You need to come to terms with them. Uncertainty is linked to unbelief. Uncertainty is linked to unbelief. Our income is not based on our employment or our business affairs. Our income is not based on our employment or our business affairs. For our sufficiency is based on the grace of God. Our sufficiency is based on the grace of God. We talked about that on on last time, on Wednesday night. We talked about that. That before the world began, God knew all the people that were going to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And he released divine enablement to those persons, whomever they would be, to come through every hardship, every difficulty, every situation of life and become victorious and overcoming. Amen? 21 verse 23 verse 1 Psalm 23 verse 1 The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want Amen The Lord is the one that's my caretaker. He's my shepherd. He watches over me. I shall not want. 
I'm going to have what I need. Amen? Amen. That's what the Bible says. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. I think I'll turn there with you. 34. Amen. As soon as I quit overrunning the page. Psalm 34. And I'm going to start. Okay. I'm going to start with verse 1. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalm 34, and I'm going to begin with verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. There is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for your word. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is so good to us. Amen. God is so good to us. Regardless to the tool which the Lord uses to bless us, the blessing comes from him. The blessing comes from him. We must not sin against the Lord by fixing our eyes on a tool or an avenue of blessing instead of maintaining a fixed gaze upon the Lord. We must not sin against the Lord by fixing our eyes and our hearts on a tool or an avenue of blessing instead of maintaining a fixed gaze upon the Lord. Many a saint has lost their footing in the Lord by placing more emphasis on how the bills are paid than on the Lord who provides the increase. Many a saint has lost their footing in the Lord 
by placing more emphasis on how the bills are paid than on the Lord who provides the increase. Chapter 6, verse 10. 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And there is many a person that's caught up in that root. While some, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith. They have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many sorrow. While in covetousness with this love of money, they have erred, they have backslidden, they've gone away from the faith, and they pierced themselves, not the devil, they did it, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. God's good regardless to where you happen to find yourself. He's not changing. Amen? He's not changing. Psalm 145, verse 16. Psalm 145, verse 16. Psalm 145, verse 16. Thine hand. See, God opens his hand. We're supposed to have our hands open too and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. Amen? Now, if God's opening his hand, why are ours closed? That's not right. We're supposed to imitate our Heavenly Father. Amen? And walk in love. That's what we're supposed to do. Haggai, chapter 2, verse 8. Haggai, chapter 2, verse 8. It's in the Old Testament. If you start at Malachi and go backward, it's Malachi, Zechariah, Haggai. Haggai, chapter 2, verse 8. God is speaking. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. saith the Lord of hosts, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. And all other currencies too. It is the Lord and the fullness thereof. It does not belong to the globalist. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm 50. Psalm 50 beginning with verse 10. Psalm 50, 
beginning with verse 10. For every beast of the forest is mine, God says, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. It's a lot of beasts, Jesus. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. God's saying to us quite frankly and straightforwardly that it's all his. He wouldn't come tell us if he were hungry. Since when did we become the provider? I remember I heard a Christian that gave a brief testimony of his situations when COVID really got to going, when it really, uh, the situation was really uh, um, tight or close or uncomfortable, maybe that's the better word, uncomfortable financially. You know, you couldn't go anyplace, you couldn't do anything. And this person had a business and a ministry, and he was wondering to himself one day, how am I going to provide for these people? You know, these people look to me and they depend on me and blah, 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 on and on and on. He was going with the Lord. And the Lord interrupted him. And he said, when have you ever provided for anybody? When have you ever provided for anyone? You see, he was looking to himself and his own weakness and saying, I can't provide for all these people. Moses did that too. But God had to remind him who the true provider is. And some of us need that lesson too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Saints, Jesus is calling us to growth, to confidence, to trust, and to faith in him, in his promises, and in his ability. Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, is calling us calling you, he's calling me, he's calling all of us to grow, to confidence, to trust, to faith in him, to faith in his promises, and to faith in his ability. Too often, we think that God is limited to our own thought pattern. That's what we think, that God is limited to what goes on between our two ears. We look at it this way. If we can't figure out how God could possibly do a thing, then we think that's reason enough to refuse to believe that he can do it. We can't come up with the answer between our ears. So we figure 
That's our little escape hatch so that we can walk in unbelief. But I have news for you. That's the door to slowing down your miracle. That's the truth. You see, God is able. That's unbelief, saints. That's straight up unbelief. There's nothing else you can call that but disobedience and unbelief. God is able to do far more than our weak minds can imagine. God does not fit in your little cubby hole in your mind. Amen? God is too big for that. So you may throw that cubby hole right out. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And if you had a God that could in the little cubby hold in your mind, he's not God. Because there is no God who is truly God that could fit into such a small space and just stay there. No, God is far greater than we believe. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now unto him that is able to do, he's got the ability, he's got the power, he's got the knowledge, he's got the expertise, he's got the wherewithal to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. God is not lacking in power at all. He's not lacking in knowledge. He's not lacking in skill. He's not lacking in anything. We're lacking in faith. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 7. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 7. Isaiah from the Old Testament, beginning with verse 7 in chapter 55. Let the wicked take his way. Did you know that was wickedness, doing it your way instead of God's way? Well, that's what he said. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. So if you're off doing it your way and working out of your thoughts, you backslidden. You know, um, I have repeatedly taught that if you're living your whole life out of your own thoughts, your own ideas, your own emotions, your own feelings, and just the circumstances, the way you see them, you're in the flesh. You're not walking in the And he says it again here. Let the wicked person forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought and let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That means if you're walking in your way with your thoughts, you're in sin. 
God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. He starts it from a whole different place. He's starting it with the rain and with the snow. And before it's all over, they give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper thing whereto I sent it. God is serious about this thing. He says in Proverbs 10, The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. He says in Proverbs 10, The Lord will not suffer. He will not allow the soul of the righteous to famish. Amen. Praise God. In Proverbs 10, verse 22, he says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he addeth no sorrow with it. Psalm 49. Psalm 49, verse 6. Psalm 49, verse 6. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious and it ceases forever. that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Amen. We forget that our heavenly Father provided cash for Jesus when he required it. That's right. We don't look at it that way. We forget that our Heavenly Father provided cash. He provided money to Jesus Christ when he required it. 
Matthew chapter 17, beginning with verse 24. Matthew chapter 17, beginning with verse 24. Amen. Praise the Lord for his word. When they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter. The tax man showed up and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Unto him, of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast in a hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money Take that and give unto them for me and thee. See, Peter needed to pay his taxes too. And the Heavenly Father provided for Jesus and for Peter. He can provide for you too. Amen? He can provide for you too. Our Father provided bread when it was requested. Our Father provided bread. So we talked about money. Now we're going to talk about some food. He provided bread when it was needed and requested. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 5. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 5. And when his disciples were come to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread. They had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets ye took up? Jesus was telling them about the miracles that had been performed with the crowd. They had so little, but God provided so much. They had so little, but God blessed it and provided so much. Teens. 
verse 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. They need to eat. Let them go buy some food. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, But we have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat. Didn't say most, said all. They did all eat and were filled. Not just that little, that little hunger, you know, and all that growling stop. No, they were filled. And they took up of the fragments that remained, 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Now, we know if there were 5,000 men, there were more women and children because that's how it works. Amen. That's how it works. There were more women and children. Amen. You see, saints, God performs miracles every day. God is in the blessing business. Simply because you can't figure it out does not mean that God has no answer for you. Increase your faith, saints. Your God is too small and weak. You don't think he can do anything. Begin to see God for who he really is. Amen? Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, beginning with verse 6. Luke. Chapter 12, beginning with verse 6. You see, God is saying to us that he provides our needs, whether they're spiritual needs, physical needs, whatever kind of need it is. He's well able to supply. His hand isn't short. Sometimes we're in sin. Amen, it happens. Yes, it does. Luke chapter 12, 
chapter 12, beginning with verse 6. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. God keeps track of every single bird, every single one. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. God keeps track of you, dear. Yes, he does. He sees, he knows, and he cares. So when you hear those voices saying to you, but God isn't, God can't see what's going on with me and so on and so forth, repent because you aren't telling the truth. Amen? And tell the devil to shut his mouth in Jesus' name. You're choosing to believe the word of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. How did I get here, Jesus? I lost my my spot. Amen. Now let's go to verse 15. Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Amen. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesses. It's not what life is about. You know that foul saying about he who has the most toys wins? That's sin. He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruit. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall all these those things be which thou hast provided? Mm. That's right. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, Neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Consider the raven, 
for they neither sow nor reap. They don't punch a time clock anywhere, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowl? And which of you, by taking thought, can add to his to his statue one cubit? So you're just going to sit there and think about it, and you're just going to grow. Sorry, that's not how it works. If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Why are you sitting up all in a twit, all tied up in knots, concerned about this thing, that thing, and the money you think you need, and putting pressure on yourself. Why? Why do that? We're supposed to be casting our care on the Lord because he cares for us and loves us and provides for us. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe ye, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat. I know that's that's primary on some people's agenda. Is it time to eat and what am I going to eat? Of what ye shall drink, neither be of a doubtful mind, neither be of a doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And... There is that withholdeth more than is meet or suitable, but it it tendeth to poverty. There is those that seemingly scatter everywhere. They, they, they're forever giving, but they're increasing. Then there are those that withhold more than is suitable, but it leads them to poverty. Uh-huh. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver Nor he that loveth abundance with increase Isn't that interesting? The Bible says that he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his day. The one that hates 
covetousness is the one that prolongs his days. Proverbs 13, verse 7. Proverbs 13, verse 7. There is himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. You need to meditate on that, Saints. You need to meditate on that. The Bible says, freely ye have received, freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans, New Testament. Chapter 8, verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So the Father gives freely. We're supposed to give freely too. We're supposed to give freely, too. You see, if our hands are closed in tightness, we are not obeying the call to be a blessing to others and to the kingdom of God. Likewise, if our hands are closed in tightness, God is limited in his giving to us because we have closed our hands and our hearts, and we are no longer in faith believing him. Amen. We're no longer in faith believing him. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe. It's not optional. It's a must needs be. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is important, saints. Believing God is extremely important. Important. James chapter 2, verse 18. James chapter 2, verse 18. Yes, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. He's saying, I've got proof that I have faith. This is what I do. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 26. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 26. He coveteth greedily 
all day long. Yes, there are those that do that. They covet greedily all the day long. But the righteous giveth and spareth not. Deuteronomy chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. If there be among you a poor man of one of thy brethren within any of thy gates in thy land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thine heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother. But thou shalt open thine hand wide unto him, and and shalt surely lend him sufficient for his need, and that which he wanted. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 28, beginning with verse 45. Deuteronomy 28, beginning with verse 45. Deuteronomy 28, beginning with verse 45. Moreover, all these curses, shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever." Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord thy God shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning with verse 10. Deuteronomy chapter 8, beginning with verse 10. But when thou hast eaten and art full, Then shalt thou bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full and hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, and brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint, 
who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. God is the one giving you power to get wealth. Let's not ever forget that. Saints, when we give, we are giving to the Lord himself. Matthew chapter 25, verse 45, verse 40. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Amen. Let us never forget that saying. In the book of Acts, verse 35, Acts chapter 20, verse 35, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Isaiah chapter 58, beginning with verse 10. Isaiah chapter 8, beginning with verse 10. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make thy bones fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Now, saints, that's provision. That's true provision. That is true provision. Amen. You see, saints, the example that Scripture gives to us is that Though the early saints were going through much trouble and hard times, their joy burst forth even in their poverty. The result of this is that they overflowed in their giving to others. They gave not only what they could afford, but far, far more. These saints 
committed themselves first to the Lord, then to the church leadership, as to readily receive any direction that the Lord may give. Not only this, but they were willingly enthusiastic in this charge to bless. This blessing was not wrung out of them by persuasion of sustained coaxing or flattery in the face of the reluctance of the saints. No, these saints received the truth of the teaching of the word. These saints received the truth of the teaching of the word. Second Corinthians chapter nine verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter nine. Verse 7. Amen. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. That's one of those scriptures that they read to us every Sunday when I was a little girl. Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. This is another of those scriptures that they read to us every Sunday when I was a little girl. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith especially to other believers. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all men, but especially to those that are of the body of Christ. Amen? Even Paul, as other ministers, had physical needs. We all love to quote Philippians 4.19. Even Paul had physical necessities, had physical needs, things that he was not able necessarily to provide for himself. Yes, we all like to quote 419, but we need to look at this scripture in its proper context. We need to look at this scripture in its proper context. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 10. Philippians chapter 4, beginning with verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, 
that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. Herein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. You wanted to bless me, but you didn't have a chance. You didn't have an opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, Paul said, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith, however it is, I've learned to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's who it comes from. It comes from the Lord. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, When I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Fruit. We're to be fruitful in the Lord. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Paul was thanking this congregation for helping him again with his necessities for living. He says that he realized that they had a heart to bless him, but needed an opportunity. He says that he had learned to be content in the Lord, whether he had much or little. He learned how to live on nothing or in abundance by trusting God's grace, which strengthened him. He commends them on being partakers in the ministry through giving and receiving. He recalls that no other church in which he ministered, had taken up this ministry toward him. He thanks them for their generosity and giving and reminds them that their gift was received in heaven by the Lord as a sweet-smelling sacrifice that pleased God well. And now in verse 19, The blessing is released upon the Philippian congregation. Not upon all the other congregations, no. The Philippian congregation. 
They gave to Paul's natural need, and God, through Paul, released a blessing that lasts throughout their lives and into eternity. He declared that God would supply all of their needs from his riches and glory because of their relationship with Jesus and all that he has done for all of us. Now, saints, that's a blessing. Saints, that's really a blessing. Proverbs 19, verse 17. Proverbs 19, verse 17. He that has pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Amen? Amen. We want to thank the Lord for this rich word tonight. Because God has truly blessed the church. Amen? God has truly blessed the church. Brother Bill. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's start with Demas. He says, Father, I just want to thank you for your help and provisions on us. Spiritual and physical matter. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Deborah has a praise report. She wants to. God is faithful. He's been, oh, yes, all the time. My mom is doing wells back at home from the hospital. God intervened and worked out everything. Mom got the much-needed rest, recuperation, and medical attention that she needed, and she was well taken care of by my brothers who stepped in very well. They said they had, they said, let's see, they said they have not much peace in our dad in quite some time. Hmm. Thank you, everyone who prayed and stood in agreement for me, for the well-being, for both in unity among everyone. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Here we go. Come on, computer. I bind everything messing with my computer. Here we go. Praise you, Lord. Claudette has a praise report. They approve my notary license. I'm believing for God for my CNA license and my record expunged. Amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lena has a praise report. Praise the Lord for my uncle. I see for miracles, healing, and recovery. Thank you, saints, and thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming in agreement with the prayers and for the living words. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, Lord Jesus. We just praise you for that. Gina has a praise report. The paperwork which I neglected to file has been filed. All the research and background work has been completed, and now we are waiting for acknowledgement. Thank you, Jesus, and my beautiful Christian sisters involved, and they and still love me. I, they have been tested, and they are real. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Laura Ann has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus and saints, for agreement. Been placing prayers and warfare in the Global Prayer Wars prayer room about cleaning out my daughter's house. Jesus gave me great peace and strength. Also, I have a happy to report no witchcraft has happened today, nor will it ever again from the witches who stole a few items belonging to me. Praising God, I was able to let anger and hatred go because I admit I was very upset about finding out items were gone. God blessed me with a good night's sleep also. Started earlier today, and I was able to get the vehicle home that I was concerned about last night. I thank God so dearly for his peace. I felt so dreadful to do this, but actually I've enjoyed it. My daughter did a great job setting up her home and clearing out has been a beautiful blessing. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a wonderful praise report. Praise you, Lord. Lauren has a praise report. Thank you, Lord Jesus and saints for agreement. Oh, we've we just read that one. Sorry, Saints. Here we go. Here's the one I need. Nicole says, I forgot the Lord put $500 in my PayPal account one time when I had no money and I was working, doing work for him. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Saints, there's been many times when I was a baby Christian and I'd just say, Lord, I don't have any food in the house. How am I going to eat next? And I didn't even have a job at the time. There'd be a knock on the door. Somebody needed me to go do a side job. The Lord always provided for me, and he's always been providing for me because I was after him with my whole heart. That's the whole key, and he has just blessed me so many times. I praise you for that, Lord Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful praise reports. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Brother Bill, and thank you, saints, for posting uh, your praise reports. Amen. They're extremely, extremely important to us. And we thank the Lord for every single one, for every single praise report. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, saints, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the following. Tensions increase over a possible trip to Taiwan by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi Chinese President Jinping delivered a warning to President Joe Biden on Thursday. Public opinions shall not be violated. And if you play with fire, you get burned. I hope the U.S. side can see this clearly. CNN quoted him saying, excuse me, the comment came during a call planned long before the possible Pelosi trip mushroomed into an international flashpoint. The White House readout on the call was in much calmer language than the official Chinese state news agency cited by CNN. On Taiwan, President Biden underscored that the United States policy has not changed and that the United States strongly opposes Unilateral efforts to change the status quo or undermine peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. 
a U.S. readout said, last week media account said Pelosi would stop in Taiwan next week as part of a congressional delegation making a swing through several Asian nations. The trip raised the hackles of Chinese officials who insisted it should be canceled. Biden, shifting the blame, said the U.S. military thought the trip was not a good idea. Pelosi has said she will not discuss her travel plans. Taiwan has been the refuge of China's nationalist government since it lost the Chinese Civil War in 1949. The U.S. does not extend official diplomatic recognition recognition to Taiwan's government, but has supported the island nation's freedom by providing extensive military aid. <clears throat> China claims Taiwan is rightfully a part of China and has become more bellicose on the issue in recent years. China's state-run uh, Global Times, for example, has been filled with antagonistic rhetoric about Pelosi and Taiwan, cited Ku, a commentator for the Communist Party organ, as saying he expected to see People's Liberation Army aircraft flying together with Pelosi's plane into the airspace of Taiwan Island. That was set a great precedent for the PLA to patrol above the island, which would be far more meaningful than Pelosi's visit. Sooner or later, the PLA's aircraft will enter the airspace above Taiwan in a legitimate and righteous move to manifest China's sovereignty over the island. To do this, we need an opportunity which could prompt the international community to better understand the mainland's move is natural rather than provocation. Pelosi's potential visit to the island will lead to major changes in the situation in the Taiwan Strait. And the PLA's strong reaction is in line with the expectation of the international community, and the visit will offer PLA a good reason to send aircraft over the island, the paper wrote, citing who? paper also claimed that Pelosi did not care if Biden was missed. Pelosi doesn't care that she might make a big mess of U.S.-China relations because the executive branch and the military will be the ones forced to take the consequences and deal with the aftermath. It quoted the deputy director of the Center for American Studies at Fudan University as saying, The U.S. should not underestimate the crisis and possible disastrous results it will bring to the Taiwan Straits if Pelosi ultimately makes the trip, experts said. On edge of the cliff of bilateral relations, if the U.S. does not pull back but keeps challenging the guardrail, the price will be beyond U.S. capabilities to pay, the Global Times wrote Thursday. Should Pelosi visit Taiwan Island, possible scenarios include PLA fighter jets intercepting Pelosi's plane and escorting it to the mainland, the PLA declaring air and maritime zones around Taiwan Island as restricted zones for military exercises, 
or conducting large-scale military drills around the island of Taiwan, including in the waters between Taiwan Island and Japan, as well as between Taiwan Island and Guam, according to military experts, the newspaper said. Mm. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Prior to the Industrial Revolution, most humans were engaged in agriculture. Our relationship with nature was immediate. Within a few generations, however, for many people across the world, their link with the island has not been, with the land has has been severed. Food now arrives prepackaged, often precooked, preserved with chemicals, and contains harmful pesticides, microplastics, hormones, and or various other contaminants. We are also being served a narrower menu of high-calorie food with lower nutrition content. It is clear that there is something fundamentally wrong with how modern food is produced. Although there are various stages between farm and fork, not least modern food processing practices, which is a story in itself, a key part of the problem lies with agriculture. Today, many farmers are trapped on chemical and biotech treadmills. They have been encouraged and coerced to using a range of costly off-farm inputs from synthetic fertilizers and corporate manufactured seeds to a wide array of weedicides and pesticides. With the industrialization of agriculture, many poor smallholder farmers have been de-skilled and placed into vulnerable positions. Traditional knowledge has been undermined, overwhelmed, or has survived only in fragments. Writing in the Journal of South Asian Studies in 2017, Marika and Jagat, state that farmers have for millennia taken measures to manage drought, grow cereals with long stalks that can be used as fodder, engage in cropping practices that promote biodiversity, engineer soil and water conservation, and make use of collective sharing systems. Farmers knew their microenvironment so they could plant crops that mature at different times, thereby facilitating more rapid crop rotation without exhausting the soil. Experimentation and innovation were key. Two terms, modern agritech agribusiness corporations, lay claim to, but something farmers have been doing for generations. Many farmers also use insect equilibrium and their knowledge of which insects kill crop predator pests. Food and policy analyst Sharma says that he met women in India who can identify 110 non-vegetarian and 60 vegetarian insects. Complex, highly beneficial, traditional knowledge systems and on-farm ecological practices are being eroded 
as farmers lose control over their productive means pendant on proprietary products, including commodified corporate knowledge. Farmers in places like the Netherlands are now being blamed for harming the environment due to carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide emissions. Although Dutch farmers are taking flack, what we are also seeing is an attack on large feed and meat producers. There are not many small farms left in the Netherlands, and most animal farms are concentrated feeding operations. The Netherlands farming sector is highly livestock intensive, and there seems to be a policy to reduce the size of the meat industry in that country. Farmers have been told to get out of farming or shift to growing crops. Instead of the authorities facilitating a gradual shift towards organic, agroecological agriculture and attract a new generation to the sector, farmers are in danger of being displaced. Farmers, but Dutch farmers are not the only ones in the firing line. Farmers in other European nations are also protesting because various policies make it increasingly difficult for them to make a living. There seems to be a concerted effort to make farming financially non-viable for many farmers and remove them from their land. The farmer protests in Europe following the wake of massive resistance by Indian farmers against corporate-backed legislation that would have seen an accelerated drive to push many already financially distressed farmers out of farming. The biggest owner of private farmland in the U.S., Bill Gates, has a vision for farming. A chemical-dependent, corporate-dependent, one-world agriculture, Ag One initiative to facilitate the global supply chains of conglomerates. This initiative is sidelining indigenous knowledge and practices in favor of corporate knowledge and a further colonialization of global agriculture. Gate corporatization of smallholder agriculture is packaged in philanthropic terms, helping farmers in places like Africa and India. It has not worked out well so far if we turn to the Gates-backed Alliance for a Green Revolution in Africa, established in 2006. The first major evaluation of AGRA's efforts to expand high-input agriculture in Africa found that after 15 years, it had failed. Concerns being voiced over the use of hazardous pesticides, less than impressive yields, the privatization of seeds, corporate dependency, and farmer indebtedness, among other things, we can expect more of the same under the Ag One initiative. But the ultimate high-tech vision for farming is farmless farms, largely overseen by driverless vehicles, 
and artificial intelligence-driven sensors and drones linked to cloud-based infrastructure. The likes of Microsoft will harvest field data on seeds, soil quality, historical crop yields, water management, weather patterns, land ownership, agronomic practices, and the like. Tech giants will control multi-billion dollar data management markets that facilitate the needs of institutional land investors, agribusiness, and monopolistic e-commerce platforms. Under the guise of data-driven agriculture, private corporations will be better placed to farmers' situation for their own ends. With lab-based synthetic meat being promoted and attracting huge interest from investors, Gates and the agritech sector also envisage a largely climate-healthy, animal-free agriculture, which they claim will result in freeing up vast tracts of farmland. We can only speculate for what. It remains to be seen just how energy-efficient Environment-friendly and health-friendly synthetic meat labs are once scaled up to industrial levels. At the same time, industrial agriculture will use new technologies, minus farmers, and will still rely on and boost the use of fossil fuel-dependent agrochemicals with all the associated health and environmental problems and remain focused on long-line supply chains, unnecessarily shipping food around the world. A high-energy system reliant on the oil and gas that has fueled the colonization of the food system, globalization, by agribusiness conglomerates. Moreover, the new humanless on-farm technologies will be energy intensive to run and will rely on environment-destroying extraction for finite resources like lithium, cobalt, and other rare earth elements to produce. Low-energy agroecological approaches based on the principles and practices of localization, local markets, authentic regenerative agriculture, and proper soil management, which ensures effective and ecologically sound nitrogen and carbon storage, are key to ensuring genuine long-term sustainability in food production. Many who belong to the agribusiness lobby have been drawing attention to Sri Lanka in an attempt to show organic farming can only lead to disaster. A transition to organics has to be gradual, not least because regenerating soil cannot occur overnight. Regardless, the article on Sri Lanka that recently appeared on the quaint website reveals why that country really headed into crisis. The neoliberal program that took root in the 1980s has now reached a debt-bloated, inflationary impasse. In response, capitalism 
has embarked on a great reset with transformative technology very much to the fore in the guise of a for industrial revolution. In a fourth industrial revolution, promising a brave new tomorrow for all. Don't buy that. However, there are deep-seated concerns about how this technology could be used to monitor and control entire populations, especially as we are witnessing a brutal economic restructuring and increasing clampdowns on personal liberties. If neoliberalism promoted individualism, the new normal demands strict compliance. Individual freedom is said to pose a threat to national security, public health, or safety. There is also concern about economic collapse, war, and the exposure of a food system to energy price shocks, supply chain breakdowns, and commodity market speculation. In Mali in 2015, the International Movement for Food Sovereignty released the Declaration of International Forum for Agroecology. The declaration stated, essential natural resources have been commodified and rising production costs are driving us off the land. Farmer seeds are being stolen and sold back to us at exorbitant prices, bred as varieties that depend on costly contaminating agrochemicals. It added, agroecology is political. It requires us to challenge and transform structures of power in society. We need to put the control of seeds, biodiversity, land and territories, waters, knowledge, culture, and the commons in the hands of the peoples who feed the world. The the declaration made it clear that the prevailing capitalist food system had to be challenged and overcome. In analyzing the potential for challenging the capitalist order, Herbert Marcuse stated the following in his famous 1964 book, One Dimensional Man. A smooth, reasonable, democratic unfreedom prevails in advanced industrial civilization, a token of technical progress. Today we might say an uncomfortable, unsmooth, unreasonable, undemocratic unfreedom prevails a token of an emerging techno-dystopia. Marcos felt post-war mass culture had made people repressed and uncritical. They were a reflection of a one-dimensional system based on the consumption of commodities and the effects of modern culture and technology that served to dampen dissent. The controlling nature of technology pervades all aspects of life today but whether it involves farmers' protests in Europe and India, the advancement of a political agroecology, truckers taking to the streets in Canada, or ordinary people protesting against a rapidly advancing... uh, Let me take some water. (laughs) There we go. ...in Western authoritarianism in Western societies, 
Many people across the world know something is seriously amiss. He said, we are seeing a great refusal. People saying no to multiple forms of repression and domination. Tentacles of an economic system in crisis. Thank you, Jesus. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. I wonder who gave Joe Biden this idea. It's how to steal the next election. You think he's just so unpopular it can't be done? Think again. Nobody noticed that last year Biden issued Executive Order 14019, promoting access to voting. It directed every federal agency, agencies that are staffed through partisan appointments, to create a plan to register and mobilize voters. It also orders these agencies to work with organizations such as activist groups to register and mobilize voters in whatever manner they see fit. In doing so, the Biden administration has politicized election processes that were uniquely guarded as nonpartisan since the ramification of the Constitution in 1788. It turns out Republicans just noticed the executive order. This kind of mobilization Mark Zuckerberg did sending his 2,000 mules in 2020. It's what 2,000 Democrats did to fix, rob, and steal the election. Biden is going to try it again. We can't let him do it. I'm happy to alert you to his most dangerous ID yet. There are few public details about the re- about what the relationship between federal bureaucrats and state election administrators would look like or where any oversight would occur. And the president has been even more secretive about who will decide which third parties will be selected to participate in these registration and mobilization schemes. As a result, the Foundation for Government Accountability filed a Freedom of Information Act request in July 2021 to obtain various documents pertaining to the executive order. But Biden wouldn't allow the Freedom of Information Act within 12 months. In fact, the deadline to comply is 20 days. And get over here, computer. And the Foundation for Government Accountability has filed a lawsuit. That's how we found out about this scam. This was apparently Biden's gambit if he wasn't lucky enough to have a real epidemic or a fake one he could blame for stealing the November election just four months away. Thankfully, a few Republicans caught wind of the scheme at this late hour. Most of them were too busy with their campaigning. Now there's a bill in Congress to fight it. But you know there aren't enough Republican votes to stop an executive order. Representative Ted Budd of North Carolina and Representative Claudia Tenney of New York are going to try at this late date. They started making noise about the bill recently. 
The legislation calls for agencies of the government to stop soliciting or entering into agreements with non-governmental organizations to conduct voter registration or to conduct voter mobilization or from using federal funds to carry out activities directed by Executive Order 14019. Since it's illegal to do what to do what this Biden order directs, the bill seeks to delay any implementation. Might be a tad late to shut the barn door. That horse could be galloping away by now. And, again, even if every Republican votes for it, it won't pass. Are you convinced yet that the Democrats stole the last election? Is this not all the proof you need? I hope every news agency starts broadcasting this story immediately. But I know better than that. Big tech even has Fox's tongues tied. Nobody can even question the 2020 election. It's dangerous. It's un-American. You can't say that. That's just a conspiracy theory. Everywhere you get that kind of malarkey. It's because we now live in a big tech hell something I've tried to sound the alarm over for years. I know it's entirely impossible that this could, at the least, blow the whistle in some states. I think it's possible that Americans might be angry enough that the Democrats stole a victory from Donald Trump and that Attorney General Merrick Garland is likely to try to frame him on the unprecedented charges they're cooking over January 6th that Biden's scheme could be derailed at least partially. Biden, or whoever is calling the shots for now for him, has made this country a laughingstock. They've robbed our wealth. They've done their very best to let every illegal alien, maybe up to 2 million, invade this land. And now the Democrats are at it again. I guess this plan proves it. The Democrats just can't figure out how to win without cheating. Our best hope, America's only hope, is for right-minded people to vote in at least a partially rigged election. If that works, then this will undoubtedly be the last election that is rigged. You are warned, America. I'm not kidding. Get the word out now. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge. A senior Swedish physician and researcher is sounding the alarm over the link between COVID-19 vaccinations, fast-growing cancers, and inflammatory conditions of the blood vessels in patients who died following COVID-19 mRNA vaccination. Dr. Kruger is based at the regional hospital in Kalmar, Sweden. In a recent interview, with the Norwegian Association of Doctors and Health Workers, given in Swedish and translated by RAIR Foundation USA, Dr. Kruger expressed alarm at the extraordinary rate of aggressive cancer she is now seeing. Dr. Kruger, who who has worked in pathology for 29 years and 18 years in breast cancer diagnostics, has studied 8,000 autopsies and is now convinced of the link between vaccination and death. Thing of her own conviction that many of her medical colleagues continue to deny these links. The vaccines against COVID-19 appear 
to trigger fast-growing cancers. Porocarcinoma, a type of skin cancer, and also inflammatory conditions in the body, so-called autoimmune diseases, said Dr. Kruger. Maybe this cancer development is linked to the inflammatory conditions. I've talked to other pathologists who are seeing an increased number of tumors that were hardly ever seen before. I mean rare tumors and that the number of cancer cases has increased in different organs. This is certainly true for a retired doctor in Edmonton, Canada. This man in his 80s, previously healthy, has recently been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I had my third dose late last year, he said. I was cancer-free before that. I suspect a link between these events because it seems more than coincidence that my son was given the same diagnosis late last year. This was followed by my daughter, who had a mastectomy recently for breast cancer. person out of the four surviving members of my family not diagnosed with cancer is one of my children who remains unvaccinated. In the U.S., Dr. Ryan Cole, an Idaho-based pathologist, confirms Dr. Kruger's findings. As a pathologist, I see patterns all day long. After the shots rolled out, I began to see changes in the patterns of disease. I realized early on that there, were, that there was immune suppression and the T-cell memory was gone. Then I normally see certain types of cancers, but endometrial cancer, of which I normally see two or three a month, I was now seeing two or three a week, said Dr. Cole in a recent interview. The T cells that normally keep back keep cancer in check were no longer there. There are certain types of cancer that are appearing quicker and more aggressively and at a higher rate in younger ages compared to what I've seen in almost three decades of doing this. Not only is Dr. Kruger seeing a change in the types of cancers, but also, but she also sees a problem with the autopsy process, which would allow these changes to become apparent. I see three big problems concerning autopsies, she said. The first is incorrect and incomplete information for whether the patient was vaccinated or not. Dr. Kruger has had several cases where patients were designated unvaccinated on the autopsy referral and were subsequently discovered to have been vaccinated. Another problem is that many of my colleagues in pathology do not take it for histological examination, she says. This means that pathologists are not taking tissue for microscopic analysis, which would determine if there were inflammation issues around the vessels. These inflammation issues could in turn be the cause of blood clots leading to death. The third problem is ignorance regarding the assessment of the microscopic findings, she said. During Dr. Kruger's interview, she walks viewers through autopsy images that show inflammation of blood vessels that cause myocarditis, hemorrhage in the lung, and the back, neck, and spine of another patient. But just as bad is the feeling that Dr. Kruger 
has that people do not want to see and interpret changes in their context. Nobody is listening to what I'm saying, and my colleagues are evening my competence. By way of example, Dr. Kruger tells the story of a colleague who consulted her about an autopsy report. She demonstrated myocarditis and suggested that the death might even be linked to COVID-19 vaccination. The colleague deemed this conclusion way too far-fetched. However, the most recent statistics from the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System through July 15th indicate that very little is far-fetched and people are dying in droves, close to 30,000 reports of death. And that's to say nothing of the uh, 50,647 reports of myo and pericarditis. A further 55,540 people permanently disabled for other reasons and 33,009 more life-threatening adverse reactions. Results through June 18th from, for the comparable European database register, 45,752 deaths. These numbers likely include few, if any, casualties from the aggressive and rare cancers that Dr. Kruger is witnessing because these deaths generally take longer to manifest. And the casual link is more difficult to establish the longer after vaccination that death occurs. The changes I'm describing that most likely are related to vaccination against COVID-19 are apparently only a fraction of what's happening in the body, says Dr. Kruger. I studied medicine because I wanted to help people, but now I feel like I'm just watching them being killed and I can't do very much about it. Dr. Cole concurs. Everywhere I travel, I get physicians telling me, I'm seeing what you're seeing. The pattern is there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks. This is critical. This is very, very critical. All of these issues that the Lord has had me to bring are extremely critical. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Marshall, we're ready. I'm assuming you can hear me. Yes, I can. Okay. Praise the Lord. Well, the most important thing is you can hear all of us in Jesus' name. As they come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace. We consider it all joy and form to various trials and temptations, Father, because we know that you're in charge. And there's no temptation to come, to come upon us that is not common to man. Sometimes people have been known to take anxious thought for tomorrow, and I repent of having done that in the past, Father. That's why I continually cast all my cares on you. And I really do thank you. You, Father, for the wonderful saints you put across my path over the years. Many, many different people. Pastor Henry gave a simple little comment. Saint, what's the, saints, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? You're going to just leave your earthly body and go to heaven. So, Father God, when I was in Nigeria some years ago, and that man climbed into the van we were in on this trip over there, Father, and he had like the equivalent, I don't know what an AK-47 was, but, uh, you know, assault-type rifle. And he was within, <laughs> what, three feet of me. And he was facing me, and I was facing forward. He was sitting facing back, and there were 
And he said, you cannot take pictures of, of the security forces. And so, Father God, I remember what Pastor Henry said. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? Just get to go to be with Jesus in heaven. So, Father, we all had the opportunity to pray in this prayer because we don't always know how to pray. And we thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. We thank you for not leaving us as orphans. And we thank you for sending Jesus in your name. Blessed is he that could come in the name of the Lord. And we thank you for keeping us by the power of your name. Back then, I didn't understand even the slightest bit about what that really means and how you keep us by the power of your name, like you said over in John 17, 11. But I'm beginning to get a little clue. I'm learning more and more. And we thank you that you're teaching all of your children. You said, all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. Thank you making peace by the blood of your cross. He withheld not his own son. As Sabrina read earlier, Pastor Sabrina read earlier, he withheld not his own son, but freely but gave him up for us all. How shall I also with him also freely give us all things? Like you said, in uh, Romans chapter 8, around verse 32. And Father, I thank you for that name. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glory for defense, like it says in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 5. Thank you for that glory, because you've restored the glory the Lord Jesus had with you from before the foundation of the world. And where are you? You're in the third heaven. And where are we? You raised us up together with Christ Jesus. Are we there? Are we fixing our eyes on Jesus? Are we looking at what's going on down here? Because, Father God, I've been known to look at what's going on down here. We need to be wise as serpent and harmless as doves. Help us all to do that the way you want in the right balance, Father. So we come boldly before your throne of grace in agreement, according to Matthew 18, 19. He said, if two of you on earth are grace, there's anything last case, shall be done in my Father, which is in heaven. What shall I render unto the Lord for his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. And you said repeatedly in Joel 2, 32, Acts 2, 21, Romans 10, 13. Call upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be delivered. You'll be saved. You'll be sozo in the New Testament. In the Greek, sozo, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And you said the end of Psalm 91, because he set his love upon me. We love you, Abba. Thank you for loving us so perfectly and sending Jesus to pay the price for each of us. Because I certainly deserve to hang on that cross. Jesus did deserve. He was sinless. Even as the so-called good thief in the end of the book of, of Luke said, Kind of a, we deserve to hang here because we did bad things, paraphrase. But, but deep, you did nothing wrong, Jesus. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, this day will you be with me in paradise. He, he acknowledged Jesus as Lord. He repented of his sin. And that's the bottom line, simple gospel. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, including carrying grudges against human beings. Father, because you command us to love the human beings. Some of the people are a little harder to love than others. Some people, we've had people have been nice to us, and they show love to us, and it's much easier to show love to them. But some people that I, like, kick us in the shins. When I was in nursery school, some bully beat up on me when I was a little kid, and it wasn't very nice. But, Father God, since then you told me I have to forgive every human being. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between human beings and those that are, like, who knows, psychopaths that are controlled by some other spirit, Father God even though like you talk about in the book of Daniel, Father God, there, there are some things that they have these other things that are controlling them, Father God. So, Father, it makes it really hard. So help us to have that discernment, every gift we need by your spirit. We thank you for the spirit of adoption, Father, and we thank you that Jesus has all power in heaven and earth. And you said in Psalm 148, verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and the heaven. Oh, your glory is above the earth? Above Mount Everest? Above whatever we think of something high and lofty, whatever is 
starships can fly to. The word excellent means lofty, too strong, inaccessible. That's the name above all names, the name of Jesus. You said call upon the name of the Lord. As Sabrina said earlier, Jesus. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And how do we become your people? Oh, when we realize that you purchased us with your own blood. It wasn't the blood of a pig or even a little lamb. It wasn't the blood of a human being. You purchased us with holy, holy, sinless blood. Even as Judas Iscariot had to admit before he hung himself, I betrayed the innocent blood in Matthew 27. For Jesus is the sinless one. He's the holy one and the just. And even as we read recently in, where was that? In, in Mark 10, around verse 18, Jesus said, Why do you call me good? There's only one who's good, that is God. So none of us can be good in our own rights. <laughs> Marks is no good, apart from the blood of Jesus. But you came to fill us with yourself, Lord. You came to give us that hunger and the thirst for righteousness, that we can be full of you, full of that, your love, your joy. And you don't, no one can take away that joy from us. The devil wants to take away our joy. He said, the kingdom of God is within. Kingdom of God is not meat and a drink, but righteousness and peace. Yes, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal our peace. He wants to steal everything because that's what he does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But, Father God, we don't receive that from him. We receive the love of the Lord Jesus. And your love, Father God, because you sent him forth to be that substitute and sacrifice through faith in his blood, like you talk about in, in Romans 3.25. That's why Jesus hung on that tree. Because Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. So it is written, curses is everyone that hangeth on the tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. So we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Thank you for privilege to drink into one spirit with you, Lord. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. For every one of these items that Dr. Sabrina read through, Father God, in Jesus' name, we know, Father, that you're not worried. Jesus is inviting his nails. He's not anxious. He doesn't take anxious talk for tomorrow because he's with you in heavenly places, and so are we, because you raised us up together with Christ Jesus. By grace are we saved. That divine influence upon the heart is reflection in the life. Jesus died for me. Why did he do that? Because he manifested his Father's very nature of agape love. I didn't deserve it, but he did it anyway. He expects me to show mercy because I receive mercy. So we pray for those who just spoke to Jesus that can be saved. I don't know if he can save Joe Biden or his double or the handlers or any of the people, Father God, that have gone along with this psychopathic, Father God, globally, Father God. I don't know if he can save Bill Gates. I don't know if he can save the others, Father God, and those behind the scenes, Father but we know there's a spiritual battle going on because you say so in your word. And we know there's a battle because you, we said we speak confusion, division, man, we can't, and there's a confusion, division. The global elite are fighting among themselves. Trump is one of those multi-billionaires, and he's fighting with some of the other multi-billionaires. And does he have it all figured out? No, he's just a human being, just like us. And just Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden, if he can even think clearly, I have no idea. Or whoever his handlers are, Father God, can they think clearly? I don't know. Somebody bows their knees to Satan and says, they're servants to whom they obey. If they're servants to greed, then they're servants to Satan. That's one of his little underlings. So Satan, we bind you, we bind every one of your underlings. Because Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In Jesus' name, from our position to see in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we command that we know for the flow of power communication with the demons down there. Second, it was the bush and the deep to all those who have been deceived for, including those trying to bring about 
wars and confusion. We speak according to your word, Father God. According to your word in Psalm 68. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. You know your enemies are, Lord, those demons and those people and those that are controlling them. Let them also that hate him, hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so that the wicked perish at the presence of God. Let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. And you said in Psalm 68, verse 30, to the latter part, Scatter thou the people that delight in war, whether it's part of the CCP or whether it's part of the Nancy Pelosi group and whatever her plans are on going over to Taiwan, Father God, we know there's a lot of bioweapons labs there, and they don't want that to get out. And we know that the CCP is planning to reincorporate and swallow up, kind of like an amoeba. You know, amoeba is a little one cell organism that goes and swallows things up. They're trying to swallow up Taiwan again, Father God. It used to be part of China, but the people there didn't want to be part of China. Father God, you had to rebuke the proud. <coughs> King Nebuchadnezzar, he found out that you can humble those that are haughty, those that are puffed up. So we bind Leviathan, we bind every spirit of haughty, haughtiness and puffed upness, every spirit of Leviathan, heads and tails cut off, descaled, every spirit of mass formation, every spirit of ungodly control, all witchcraft curses sent against all of us, including those from the kind of democratic deep state and all those in all the deep state governments. In Sri Lanka, in England, in Germany, in every nation, we bind up every one of those spirits seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, and every witchcraft curse coming from all sources, including tonight, when the Islamic New Year begins, we bind up every one of those spirits coming from all of those worshipping idols, those going to the Masonic Lodge, those worshipping false gods, including those associated. Some of them are actual Christians, but most of them are not. And maybe I'm wrong on that. Father God, forgive me if I'm judging prematurely, Father God. But deliver those. You told my people, you told to come out of my people from the Roman Catholics, Father God. Those that actually worship Jesus, actually worship the Creator of God, not Mary. Father God, we bind every spirit of idolatry, every witchcraft curse sent against all of us, including every worship of mammon, every spirit of love of money, every ungodly spirit, every spirit of mammon, and greed, corruption, every, you Satan, all your unknowns, you bind every witchcraft curse returned only sinful from the answers to send to those demons with intended death. Continually, instantly, immediately. We render unto our neighbors sinful and they reproach where they reproach the old Lord in Jesus' name. When he continues to be blind as God's enemy, mute as God's enemy, they only hear what Jesus wants them to hear. And I'm in agreement with Pastor Sabrina's opening prayers and the prayers of the, of the blood-washed saints in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Jesus, for loving us perfectly. And from Jesus Christ was the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, and then that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Glory and dominion to you, King Jesus, forever and ever. That name above all names, and whose name every knee must bow, and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And we thank you, Father. You said in your word, no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And he said, why did the heathen raise in the kingdom imagine a vain thing against the Lord, against his anointed, against his Christ, against the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth? And Jesus, you are the Messiah, and you 
have come to save us, and your arm is not too short to save. You can pluck us out from whatever harm's way that the enemy has planned. And we thank God. You draw me out of many waters, many, many, many times, Father God. The enemy's tried to kill me multiple times in different ways, Father God. And then we thank you, Father God. Many, many of the saints have given testimony of the fact that you've delivered them. We thank you for delivering their family members, including, was it Linda's cousin or whatever it was, uncle? We thank you, Father God, for all those saints that you've been delivering, Father God. And we thank you for their divine help and intervention, all the benefits of Psalm 91 over each and every one of us. Psalm 103, we thank you that healing and deliverance is the children's bread. And we thank you that those have been the partaker of the divine nature. Even as that woman who had the issue of blood, she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. What's so important about the clothes of Jesus? Oh, because he's our high priest. And that's the anointing. That he was anointed as many as touched him were made, not just whole, but holy. So just the curse causeless shall not come. If we are made just as if we never sinned by the blood of Jesus, the devil cannot touch us. And we're hidden in that secret place. And all the benefits of Job 28, 7 and 8 in Jesus' name. And it is also written in Job 22, starting in verse 28. Thou shalt decree a thing, and shall be established unto thee, and the light you shall abide in the ways. It is joined to us with Christ, according to Romans 8. 14 to 17. In Jesus' name we decree and declare. We close every portal, every stargate, every plan and scheme of the enemy from CERN and every other place of the enemy, every, every witchcraft gathering, including those from the Islamic groups that are gathering for their uh, whatever, the beginning of their new year in Jesus' name. Every, every occultic spirit, because the, it, the people of Islam say God is no son, and we know Jesus, you are the son of God, because Father God commands us to believe in the name of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to love every human being. Why? Because he loves us, because he is love. And Jesus was moved with compassion, moved by his Father. That's why he healed the people that were sick. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing, and we don't really know what we're doing. So, Father, deliver us from all the plans of the enemy to contrive, to control the food. And, the, and, the, and we thank you for Brother Bill's testimony in the, in the chat room tonight, Father God, that you've Multiply the food, Father God, for those at Miracle Outreach Ministries, Father, for Mom and for Miracle Night Church. You provide all of our need according to your riches and glory. And the Lord is our shepherd. He is a good shepherd. What did the good shepherd do for us, like it says in John 10? Oh, he laid down his life for us. He had power to lay down his life and power to take it up again. Every time you take that little red cup of juice, king in. Oh, his very soul, his blood. And what do you have when you have the living bread from heaven? Jesus said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. He's quoted about that, quote that. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, you shall live forever. We thank you for the gift of eternal life, like, just like you said in John was that, 6.51. We thank you, Father God, we're privileged being a partaker of the divine nature. We weren't born that way. We've been grafted into the body of Christ. We weren't, most of us weren't born Jewish. Maybe there's some listening that were, and there's nothing wrong with being Jewish. There's nothing wrong with being Gentile. But we're not saved by physical circumcision. We're saved by circumcision of the heart. Who's report what we believe? Do we believe that God loves us perfectly and perfect love casts out all fear? Is that really, really true? Does he really, really, really love us that perfectly? And, Father God, there are many people that say they don't really know exactly what's going on, but they have this good feeling that things have changed for the better. We thank you for the things you've already done. We thank you for the Supreme Court actually stepping up to the plate and overturning Roe versus Wade and sticking it back to the states. We thank you, Father God, for the supporting the Second Amendment. We thank you, Father God, that we're, we're weapons of all warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God, to the point down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we continue to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
for each of us individually, all of those we can stand in for, for the fathers, for their families, for the mothers, for their children, and all of us for our family members who have not yet received the Lord Jesus Father. And we thank you, Father, you're still teaching us all. And we thank you the great peace and the great peace you give your children, Father God, in Jesus' name. We ask you to help all those, Father God, in harm's way, Father God, of all these plans and schemes of the enemy, including those that have been brought to light by this doctor from Sweden, Father God, been confirmed by many, many other doctors, Father God, in Jesus' name. But we don't worry about that, Father God, because all of us get to leave our bodies sometime. What about my family members who got their job? Well, some of us do have family members, maybe more than a few that went and did that. They were controlled by that what? Spirit of mass psychosis, mass insanity. Because, but they have not given us that spirit of fear. And people can be delivered from that. Isn't that awesome? You say, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be delivered. So Satan, you and all your underlings, every mind blind is for you, Satan, the mind blind of the strong man, the perpetually, continually bound, and all your demonic assignments still going to start coming against all of us and our family members of none effect. If Paul could be delivered from that viper that bit him in Acts 28, near the beginning of the chapter, around verse 48, somewhere in there, if he could be delivered from that viper, he just shook it off into the flames, and he had no harm. And the people of the island thought, well, well, maybe he's a god. Well, how come he didn't die? No, he had the god in him, Christ in us, the hope of God. And that's why he didn't die. He said, if we drink any deadly thing, it will not harm us. But no, we don't go out of our way to drink deadly things. We don't say, ooh, give me that gallon of cyanide. No, we don't do that. We want to eat healthy things. We want proper things. So grant us your discernment, Father God, in every area, including the water and the food and whatever we're privileged to take advantage of. We ask you to bless it because you said... Kadabah said, every creature of God, that is the God who created heaven and earth, every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it's received with thanksgiving for it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So give us discernment to know what to take advantage of and help us to make the choices you want now and in the future, Father God. And remember to pray over our food. It's not a little thing to do. Well, most people say grace, don't Well, not everybody anymore used to do that. Father God, many people used to pray before they go to sleep. Not everybody does anymore. Some people go to bed gnawing on things. Oh, what about this terrible thing that could happen? Well, God's up all night anyway. Psalm 121. He really is. He that watches over Israel now, their slumbers and their sleeps. You're not worried. You're up all night anyway, Lord, and you're protecting us from whatever's going on. We thank you for giving your angels, warring, linking angels around about each of us. Thank you. They're more with us than with them. According to, where is that, Second Kings 6, or in verse 16. And we thank you, Jesus said, things I have done, you can do, and greater things than these. And Jesus said, he could ask his father more than, more than 12 legions of angels. The father sent as many warring, linking angels as you deem appropriate, Father God, to watch over all those that are already saints, and those that will be saints, including all the descendants of every believer. We thank you for grafting them into the body of Christ. Those the backsliders, bringing them back in, restoring our first love, Father God. I know, I got a backslider big time. Father God, but you drew me back, Father God, when I saw simple little things like, oh, God healing people. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And you can do the simple little things. How can we make ourselves taller or longer or extend our arms or our legs or whatever? Like who was the brother uh, when I went down to Jacksonville? Oh, help me, Lord, remember it. That was his name. Anyway, he, he was he's just a human being like the rest of us. The Holy Ghost fell. And he prayed for one person after another after another with legs length and all that right in front of us. That does that encourage our faith? Oh, well, if God can do that little thing for him, if he can turn a whole country around and in the Columbia, Father God, and bring peace where there was violence before. You are the God who can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. So we ask for you to, to overturn 
the plans and wiles and schemes of the Joe Biden group, Father God, and all of his handlers, whoever's controlling him, Father God, to try and bring out another false election if they'll even allow it to take place, Father God. And we know they have lots of little schemes up their state because what does a rabid dog do when he's cornered? He lashes out. He gets pretty nasty, Father God. But no weapon formed against us will prosper. And we thank you for continually delivering us all. You said, call upon the name of the Lord, and you'll be delivered in Joel 2.32. And you said, if two of you on earth are just touching anything else, it shall be done, my Father, which is heaven. And, Father, you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should repent. If you said it, will you not do it? And we thank you for delivering us all continually, giving angels charge over us, and we thank you for protecting us and delivering us all by the power of your name. We thank you, Father God, that when Pat Holiday was in harm's way in a near, uh, unavoidable car wreck, you took her through on the other side. When Albert, that's his name, Albert Lutness, when Albert Lutness was preaching the gospel and the, and the people that down there from the cartel, they didn't want to do whatever they were called, they didn't want to do them, the guy came out with a gun. The gun fell out of his hand. Albert Lutness just was inspired by the Holy Spirit to turn around and just have to say, I bind you, and the gun fell out of his hand. He didn't shoot him. So we thank you, Father God. If you can deliver them, Father God, to claim all the benefits of your word, even in Psalm 5, 11 and 12. That's why we continue to hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end, because we're your house, Lord, and if we're your house, Lord, no weapon formed against the house of God will prosper. And you said, my house is supposed to be called a house of prayer, so man ought always to pray, and not to what? Not to think, not to give up. So it says on the end of Psalm 5, beginning of verse 11, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice, let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Thank you, Jesus, for defending us. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. We love your holy, holy, holy name. Jesus, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, living word, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living word, and you'll never leave us or forsake us. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, but thou compass him as with his shield. We thank you for your shield, Father God. Your favor is his shield. If now we found grace in thy sight, and your eyes are red with wine, that's how we find grace when we look to you, and we take our eyes off the little things that are slithering around on the ground, and we lift up our eyes. From whence come with our help, or help come with the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And your name is exalted above all blessing and praise. And we thank you for continually delivering us, and delivering us however you see fit, and sending your obedient angels to fight for all of your children in every nation, including those in Holland, Father God, and the Netherlands, Father God, and all the Pennsylvania Dutch, even those that have had the U.S. government come against them, because what are they doing so terrible? Oh, they're having organic food, and they don't have anything to do with the federal government, and they're making healthy, yummy, high-protein food available for people. And there's some people that don't like that. Some people that don't like human beings. So we bind every one of those spirits seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, all bound and gagged. And we thank you for providing all of our needs according to riches and glory as we do what you tell us to do. And we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, and we don't take any anxious thought for tomorrow. And we thank you for hearing all of our prayers and we're all in agreement in Matthew 18, 19, in Jesus' name. And yes, we're in Matthew 18, 18, we bind you, Satan, all your unknowns are perpetually continually bound in Jesus' name. Not just greed and corruption and every spirit of the Zeus, every spirit of the kill, still and destroy. And Father, if you can deliver Nancy Pelosi, deliver her, and all that's associated with that trip, Father God, we ask for your divine will to be done, Father, because you're in charge and we're not, and we thank you for that. We cast all our cares on you because you're up one night anyway, Lord, and we give you praise, Lord, for delivering us all. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Lord, still Lord, to me. 